This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hour number two here of our live version of the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, joined by Brian Broaddus. We've got Ruben Portillo on the board and Carter Freeman operating the video back at uh, his home, he, he's he's grinding today, all the way all the way back at home, running the video. Uh, Truckwreck.com fan text eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. We'll do a Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. If you're a listener of Love of the Star, uh, you know that reference uh, to our our probably most loyal listener, Dean Julia. Uh, and so, if you guys want to drop in your draft questions here for uh, Broadus and and tap into his knowledge and have me uh, stumble through my own explanations. We can do that. So drop us your questions on the YouTube, the Twitch, on the text line, and we'll get those questions answered for you. Brian, what do you think is the biggest question you still have to answer for yourself before we get the draft going? Is it sorting those receivers out, those smaller receivers? Yeah, I think the, you know, because the possibility of, you know, Dallas looking maybe not in the first round, but where are you rounds two, three, and four? with these receivers, you know, and, you know, we've, this time last year, we were talking very highly about a, you know, Jalen Tolbert, you know, mm-hmm. coming out of South Alabama and, you know, and I, you know, I, I think that was a little bit, I think that was a little bit of shock there for the Cowboys that he got there. Well, that he got there, but that he struggled the way he did. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And so you're kind of wondering, okay, well, who's the guy that, who's the guy that you're going to take in this draft? If you take in the third, fourth round, that's going to be kind of a plug and play guy or come in and not have those problems. I think that when you look at the fact that they need a prototypical X receiver, and we talked about it last episode or last hour, depending on when you're listening to this uh, with Dane Brugler. And he threw out two names there that I think make a lot of sense for them in on day two. And that's Cedric Tillman from Tennessee and Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. But see, that's what I think. I think that's where we are right now those are like the two biggest receivers mm-hmm. in the draft mm-hmm. so I, I, and i like tillman more than mingo personally yeah i i have Til, uh, tillman as my uh tillman's my 63rd best player on my board and then mingo is uh behind well behind him where do i have mingo on my board here have him uh where did i have him you didn't even grade him. No, You're I just gra- like no, you just forget I, Jonathan I, Mingo. I, I graded him. I just don't. Is that Barkevius's brother? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Do you ever uh, read David Hellman's LSU article on Barkevius Mingo? Did. I absolutely did. Yeah, uh, I have him at ninety-one. 
is what I have Mingo at. So significantly behind Tillman. Would you be yeah. would you be happy? So if you were to get Cedric Tillman in the third round, are you happy with that value? I think so. I think so. I, I mean, I to me, I'm I'm more of a I'm a more of a big bodied receiver is what I'm trying to find here. So I'm kind of in that in that mode right now where, you know, if if you if you said Tillman to me when you watch him play, he's Everybody, everybody talks about Hyatt, but the thing with Mingo is, or Tillman, uh, Tillman, excuse me, he man, that guy makes a lot of plays, and I'm talking about like the dirty, the dirty plays. He will when you the, talk in, last inside, year inside the inside stuff. What, what did you say last year about the Cowboys receiving core? The biggest issue with them, there was That's, nobody to attack the football. Nobody attack the ball. Cedric Tillman will attack. That that yeah. is a my ball mentality kind yeah. of guy. I mean, it, there's he. I, I said this in my notes. He reminds me very much of those receivers that the Chargers played with. You know, those big body, the Keenan Allen, those those guys that are the 6'2", 6'3", they yep. run inside, they catch every ball. I mean, he, he, is, he has got that kind of ability to break tackles when he catches the ball. I, but, I, yeah, I, I, the thing I worry about, though, Bobby, is – that if you're if you're if you're settling in on okay we're gonna try and draft one of these big receivers you might have to go a little bit earlier than what you thought because there's just not that many in this draft. You know who I think uh, there there are two names that pop up and they're both so old. I'm I'm getting old, Brian. I'm seeing starting to see gray hairs in the beard here, and it's go. starting to show up in my scouting reports. Just when I see players and I start trying to compare them, when I see Cedric Tillman, you know the first two guys that pop into my mind. Who's that? Anquan Bolden. Oh. Who's not that old. No. But the other one is really old. Uh, Marty Booker. Marty Booker from the Bears. Yeah. Back in the you day. remember Marty? I do. Marty Booker is who he reminds me. And I know that's such a random comparison, but I even went back and I was, after I thought that, I was like, I'm going to go back and watch some stuff of Booker. And I watched it. I was like, yeah, that's who he reminds me of. That's who he plays I'll like. tell you what, with Anquan Bolden, I'll never forget this because I was sitting in a draft room uh, with uh, Walter Juleth, longtime mm-hmm. Cowboys scout later left to go work with the Vegas Raiders yep. and uh, you know Walter's out of the league now but I mean he, Walter Walter goes all the way back to like 1988 that's that's how he uh, that's how long he was, you know he came with the Cowboys in the Tom Landry administration and Walter with, with Anquan Bolden was like we were talking about him I think he went to school at Florida State if I'm correct yep, about yep. that and Walter's like Yes, you guys could, you know, you guys could put him on the board anywhere you want because everybody was complaining about the lack of speed that he had. Yeah, because he was like a four seven guy. Yeah, everybody was talking about this guy can't run, this guy can't do this, this guy can't do that. And I'll never forget Julef looking at everybody in that room and says, "You SOBs can put him wherever you want. He's going to have the best career. I don't want to hear any more about him not running, not doing this, not doing that because." He will have a long career in this league. And everybody's like, yeah, sure. Boy, you guy can't run. And Walter was right about him. He did. He had a very long, productive career. So the comparisons of him and Marty Booker and those guys like that, I could absolutely see what you're talking about. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, let's go to a couple questions from our uh, Dean Julia Love the Star mailbag uh, via the fan text here. Uh, first question from uh, your buddy, uh, Kenny and Quinlan, everybody's buddy. Yeah, everybody. uh, he's listening this morning. He's uh, He says, great show today as always. Thank question, you. what three positions do the Cowboys need to address in this draft? And then he says rock and roll. You know, he loves that rock and roll tequila. He does love the rock and roll tequila. You got to figure about the guard, right? You do. If, if, if you are planning on Tyler Smith being a tackle, you need a guard. You need to think about the guard. You need to think about potentially what are you going to do uh, inside. I mean, you've got you've got the one technique with Hankins. Do you want to add another piece? Do you think it maybe Bohannon's going to be the, a, a guy? I mean, are you looking at defensive tackle? I think you're, we talked about it earlier with Sanders. You're looking at linebacker uh, with uh, the Cowboys here. Uh, you know, we've talked about, about tight, tight end and receiver, tight end receiver as well, and running back. I, I think running back. Yeah, to me, you got to you got to feel you got to look at what's you know, what is going to be who is going to be the guy that's you know Jones could be that guy who they signed could be the backup guy who who is the guy that if you don't do anything with Pollard as far as long term who is going to be the starting running back here next year you know and that's why I want to get into. I should have asked this question with Dane Brugler about the running backs and you know which one of these guys Spears from Tulane, Bigsby from Auburn, uh, you know Roshan Johnson from Texas. You know who who is you know who, who would that guy if you don't if you don't take somebody in you know the first couple of rounds who is that running back at maybe three four and five that you might want to maybe think about. Yeah, I mean the guy that I like a lot in the third round personally at running back when and the guy they think they like a lot Kendra Miller at TCU is a guy that you just you've heard so much chatter about uh with them uh over the over the last several months. I, I think what was it all the way back in November, I think that was the first time I told you like, "Hey, I think there's some Kendra Miller fascination yeah. here in Dallas. And so that's a guy that I think they've had a, a lot of interest in. They had a two day meeting with him, a local visit. Uh, they did a private workout with him. They were at his pro day. I think they met with him at the combine. So there's been a lot of interest there on the running backs topic question from eight one seven here, Brian, what separates Jameer Gibbs from Alabama and Bijan Robinson from Texas? Who I know you like Jameer Gibbs a lot, but I do, you I do, do have, you do have Robinson a little ahead of him. So, so what is it that separates them and, and puts Robinson ahead of him for you? For me, uh, I, I do have questions about the long-term sustainability of Jameer Gibbs running between the tackles. He is a smaller guy, and I think that some of that shows up on tape at times. Yeah, I've I've actually, Robinson would be number three player on my board, and Gibbs would be 16 on my board right there of the of the guys I have. I have a first-round grade on. I, I think the thing with, maybe with Gibbs, you don't, uh, the the elusiveness with him. With Robinson, you see that, Make one miss, make two miss, make three miss. Now you're, you know, that kind of thing. I think, I think with Gibbs, 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 what a, I see is Gibbs pre- only makes people miss in the open field. In the open field, yeah, that that's where. And I, I think that to me, that's where, you know, you you see him. He's got quick feet, and he does have some shiftiness in the way he mm-hmm. played with the burst. He's got that extra gear, and you're right. When he gets in the open field, you see an extra gear. Yep. To separate, so I, I think the power is very similar to the two. But if you said, if you said, wait, which one of these guys do you think could catch the ball better? Might be Gibbs. Oh, yeah, I think it is Gibbs. But, for sure. but, but as far as making guys like the one, two, three guys miss, 
I think it's a little bit more of that. I think that's a little bit more of that with Robinson as opposed to. Well, I, I don't think there's anything Rob. I think Robinson does everything well. Yeah, like everything you would ask a running back to. He is a complete back. That was what. That was one of the things they always said about Zeke when Zeke was coming yeah. out. Was there Zeke was a complete back. He could do anything. He could catch the ball. Right. He could pass protect. He could run. He there everything about him worked out. If you could pick a Bijan Robinson at twenty six, that would obviously be huge. Two one four text in, and uh, we'll hit this one really quick before we go to break. And uh, welcome Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl, Brian. Baylor defensive tackle Siaki Ika. Is that a uh, second round pick that you would be interested in? That is a trash can full of dirt that I, that I know you yeah, love. I know. And, and with Ika, I, I've got, like I say, I've got Ika in the third. I've got him as my 73rd best player. Is that is that when you talk about picking at the back end of a round, would you feel okay picking him at the back end of the second with Dallas's pick? I think because you're not going to get back around to him. Yeah, I, I think that's what you almost have to go. Almost have to go around early on some of these guys. Yep. But, and and Ika is a guy I started off. I, I really really liked what I saw from him. He's six three. He's three thirty five. Just brute power, strength for the position. The, the speed and quickness though is also there. But uh, playing on the move, I think is you see some some really quality things. Super active in the way he gets down the line and to the outside. He competes. I, I really think that's something that uh, you know you got to really like about. He could be a hard guy to handle one on one, almost like a sumo wrestler in the way that he kind of just you know he uses that power and then disengages his guy. But I, I've got I've got others ahead of him in that second round when you start to talk about. Mozzie Smith, Benton, and then Dexter from Keanu B. Benton from uh, yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin and Dexter from Florida. Yeah, would be my guys. Coming up next, we will talk with Jim Nagy, the director of the Senior Bowl. A lot of really interesting Senior Bowl prospects that could be on the radar for the Cowboys as they head towards the draft and the 26th pick. We'll get his thoughts on those players next here on this live edition of the Love of the Star podcast on 105 Through the Fan.